Welcome back to the Lakeland Sports Guys. I'm Tom Carroll, Chris Cox. We've got the coach, Dan Spivey, joining us from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Glad to have you with us. A little bit of a reprieve. I will tell you guys, I apologize. I tried to get the weather from Alaska to come down, and it just created a bunch of thunderstorms. It didn't really do much good. <laughs> but gosh, is it hot down here. But we're glad to have you along with us. Glad to be back uh, as well. Couldn't talk my wife into moving to Alaska, so here I stay. But thanks for the well wishes as well. I made that mention on my Facebook page, and a lot of folks were saying, uh, well, you can't leave. We, we still yeah. need you here. Um, you can so. tell them that was me. I, uh, yeah, you're, you're much needed here. So glad to, be, glad to be back, glad to be wanted. And, of course, uh, the Lakeland Sports guys uh, back with you once again. Hopefully we'll have Sam Pickney coming in, uh, talking a little bit. By the way, his son, Sam Pickney third got a huge NIL deal, and I know that's what he wants to talk about. And that uh, is, you know, it's, it's what, his second big one that he's gotten? I think so. So he's, 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 been, he's been busy over there. Of course, the number one receiver as of right now for uh, – uh, Coastal Carolina, as well as the uh, Sun Belt. What does that continue to say about this area, Stan Spivey, with these former uh, Greenwood Eagles and, and Lakeland's players? That well, you know what? That, he he kind of lied to me, Tim, because he told me he wanted to come on and talk about his elite basketball. Well, team. I'm sure he did that too. <laughs> we, we, he knows my he knows my feelings on yeah. you know. But like I said, things you know. If, and Stan and I talked about this coming up the road. I you know I, I don't know that I'll ever get. Until we make the changes, and like I said, we we had Mr. Billy Garrett over here eating a little while ago, and I wanted to bring him up here and say, how much are you going to be dealing with the the vote on fixing NIL? And I imagine his face would probably just lit slap up. I'm just mad. And he ran out the door anyway, but um, they're going to get it fixed. I really believe they're going to get it fixed. But as you and I talked about, my main problem, Stan, is what you and I talked about today. It started name, image, likeness. Okay, I'm good with the autographs for yeah. your shirts, your jerseys. I'm not okay with Spencer Rattler driving a $190,000 car. I'm not okay with Jordan Addison getting stopped going 184, one yeah. something in a in a 45 or whatever. And this is what leads. Whether you agree with it or not, in my day, it didn't happen. You didn't have all these wrecks going on. It was an unfortunate situation at Georgia, and Kirby Smart has kind of handled that better. He says, if you're going to have an NIL deal, then we're going to know what you're driving. We're going to know where you've been, and we're going to kind of contain that. And you were talking about today, Stan, you were talking about that you had already heard some of the changes being made. If we make it even across the board, I'm okay with the guys getting a little bit extra and everything else. But if you're going to have a guy driving $190,000 Mercedes, let him pay his way with the rest of his NIL deal or take his money from that car. And, and, you know, to go to charity, charity would be a great thing to do. Like you were talking about today, uh, if they've got a certain charity they want to donate some of their money to, I'm all for that. Uh, I just don't – certain players, <laughs> just because they start a team, it's always been that way. The start – and it's usually a quarterback. That's why I always want to yeah. play quarterback. Um, it's usually been the quarterback that has always been given the, the trophies or the awards. And I would almost – I talked to a guy in Augusta yesterday or in Aiken yesterday – and he says, I would rather it go back to the way it was where we didn't know what they were getting. I would rather it go back to Bear Bryant, Nick Saban way back when. It would just slide a car over here. What was the receiver that we had at Carolina that ended up going to Tennessee because his, his mama got a pink Cadillac, and yeah. he went to Tennessee anyway because she couldn't turn him in mm-hmm. because, you know, Carolina was the one that gave her the car. Yeah. But that was a smart deal back then. But I would rather go back to then because what we're doing now is we're promoting. It, it's not it, – it's never – it's not college anymore. It's just something totally – you call it today. What did you call it? 
what you call it? And it's, it comes from NFL. And the reason yeah. I'm doing this is because it comes from NFL terminology. Yeah. Bargaining, um, kind of like the, the the rookie salary caps and yeah. stuff. That's yeah. what we're calling it now. Well, we're, we're going to a, a paid. It's it's basically like a a minor league team now. Everybody's getting paid, and you know now we just got to figure out how to fairly pay. That kid that's just coming out of high school that that's never put on our <laughs> uniform before and make it fair to the guy that's been there for three years as a senior this year and is finally going to get to see the field. He's got to be, you know, there's got to be some. And I don't care if the freshman's a five-star and this guy was a two-star or a no-name walking on coming in. He deserves something for the – and it's got to be about loyalty to the school too. I mean, if 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 I go out and I get a player to come into the school and he's there one year and, and then he gets ticked off because his buddy over here went to another school and his NIL deal is bigger than mine, well, I'm going to transfer that school. No. If you do that, all that money I gave you your freshman year, you got to give that back to me. You don't deserve I, I think it. there needs to be that. Yeah, there needs to be that that loyalty to the team, not to the money. Right. That's but, where it needs to be. But it's, and Deion Sanders, whether you like him or hate him, the man had to quote that you know uh, the colleges went grab bag with the TV <laughs> stuff, and they're making plenty of money. Now the players are going grab bag. They're going to grab all they can get and put yeah. it in their bag. <laughs> so. Well, I still go back to the, the, the philosophy of, okay, to me, I, I grew up in the wrong era, man. I'm telling you, because I feel like I'm 90 years old with the philosophies I have. I didn't start at UPS and say, hey, you said I'm one of your best drivers. I want, I want top pay right off the bat. UPS would have told me there's a door, babe. That's well, what needs to continue to happen. Well, you can't let these, and I, you know I called them prima donnas before, and I'm going to continue to call them this. Because they are high school athletes coming out, and they've, they've proven in high school they're good players. But <laughs> what warrants the kind of money that we're seeing go out? That that whole deal for in a, a name, image, likeness, has been it's been thrown to the back. Yeah, It's all about giving them the money now as a recruiting tool. To get you to play for my team. Like Cinco. Yeah. Uh, the Karen Joyner. I love the fact that he said, you know what? I'm not going to charge for an autograph. I'm going to have my T-shirts made, and I'm paying for the T-shirts. But if you want my T-shirt, I'll sign it, and you buy a T-shirt from me. Mm-hmm. He paid for the T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with that, man, using his NL money for that to make money. That's called, you know, entrepreneurship. And that's a dedicated player, and I love DK. And Well, he's been there for four years. I mean, and through the ups, the downs, the goods, and the bads. So. He, he, he's one of those guys that I still say that – Muschamp made a mistake. He was still better at quarterback than some of the ones that we had there, even Bentley, even Doty. If he had had the chance, we, you know, you got a chance to see him at South Point. Mm-hmm. Really good quarterback, really good passer. Great a defender lot, as well. Like, yeah, a lot like Lenore Sellers except size. Yeah. You know, DeCaron was a little bit small, a lot smaller than Lenore Sellers. And that, that's my fear that – are we going to see what Lenore Sellers can really do? Are we just because the big money's over here with Spencer Rattler? He was leading me up before because he was talking about guys that quit on their team. That's Spencer Rattler. You didn't call him out. I did. 
He he didn't get to start. He lost his starting job, and he said, Coach Beamer, you going to Carolina? You don't have a quarterback. Can I come? And Coach Beamer said, yeah, come on, boy. And and we got him. And, but, and that was before the NIL came out, though. It was. So, so that really has know, nothing to do with the money, but it, it's about the loyalty to stay yeah. at Oklahoma and say, you know yeah. what, I lost my job. I'm a big enough man. You recruited me. I should do what's right and stay with you, not jump the next ship. That's And that's what we're allowing these kids to do. Well, that's got more to do, I think. Uh, you got to factor in the transfer portal there, too. And now that a, a kid can go in and play one season and transfer school and be playing the next season at another school. I, I don't agree with that. And that's, unless that's what they the NCAA is working on. So. Right. If, if you graduate, you know, I don't care. You go to a Division One school, and if you can graduate in two years, mm-hmm. you go anywhere else you want to go because you graduated. You put in the work, in the books, and you graduated. None of them are going to graduate in two. Maybe two and a half, three, yeah. They're going to graduate in three, unless you've been at the 26. And he's been in college for six years and still hasn't graduated. I had a good conversation. That's years. another time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's one of my, you know, that's my yeah. favorite quote. Yeah. But you know what? He's a college quarterback. Yeah. I don't know what he'll do with the Rams. Yeah. But he's he's got a good leader up there because he's a former uh, Georgia guy too. Uh, just hit the, the, the boards. I hadn't seen all day until just now. Uh, Georgia has the number one recruiting class. Y'all want to guess how many of the top 300 ESPN they have on that team? I'm guessing out of this class? Out of this class. Probably 18. 20. You got it. close. You got running back and you got quarterback in Riola, and y'all know how I feel about him. He's been to four different yep. high schools. He's about like uh, Stanton, Riley Stanton, up at Gaffney now. That, uh, by the way, if you go to a scrimmage up there, they won't hit the quarterback. I promise you. I, I'm just saying that's what they're told. <laughs> Don't do not hit Riley Stanton. That was at Gray, and it was at Upstate mm-hmm. Blue Ridge or one of those teams up in Greenville area. I got a problem with that too, because. That's transfer portal for high school. Mm-hmm. All that is, and all transfer portal is, Stan and Tom, is I graduate Stetson Bennett, the 27th, and I go get a guy like Riola. I recruit a guy like um, Gunnar Stockton, Van de Griff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you have two more quarterbacks that are committing this year that are not on this list yet. So where does Georgia go when you get the third and fourth quarterback in the country that come with the first and the, the second one's already there? That's four of the top quarterbacks in the country from different regions of the country. That's where Portal is. If we're lucky at Carolina when Spencer's gone and we don't have really the quarterback there. No, we got one. Well, we, we got, got him there. I mean, I mean, we got Sellers, and we picked yep. up um, the quarterback yesterday or day before yesterday from Alabama. He he's coming in, but I'm just saying, you know, Gunner Stockton was a gamecock. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I want Gunner back. It's kind of like the old Bobby Cribbins thing. I'm coming to your team to coach, and then he quit, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna go somewhere else. I don't want you back. You know, we you've already decided not to come back, and so Gunner's gonna do well at. at but how long did these? The reason I brought this up, Tom, is how long did these twenty top three hundred players, which you have Ellis Ellis Robinson's the name that you'll know right off the bat. He's a he's a cornerback. Um, Justin Williams is a linebacker. These are guys you're going to hear right away. You, I don't think you're going to hear Daniel Riola yet. And and at what point in time, well, I'm the number one quarterback. I've been a star everywhere I've gone. I went to Florida. They didn't give me an IL money. Alabama called. 
They didn't give me an owl money, so I go to Kirby. They give me an owl money. It's a problem because it's it, it deals with recruiting. If I'm Justin Step, Tory and Gray, who I love these two guys, man, I'm gonna tell you, they have busted their tail at Carolina with on the recruiting trail. Both of those guys, and it's, I, I don't think it's fair to them that they're going to spend their time away from their families to go out there and to be outbid for a player. I can't remember which which one. You know, I watched ACC conference media days. One of the coaches says, we don't really have student-athletes anymore. We have, we have clients, mm-hmm. employees. That just does it. That did it for me right there because I'm like, but it shouldn't be that way. And we'll never get college back. I hate it. NL's here. I got to accept it. But I'm like you. You don't like Portal. I don't like NIL. Mm-hmm. Now that you got me and I can't find it, let's talk about Sam Pitney. <laughs> Tell me the deal and where it's at. Uh, that's what I was hoping to get. From, oh, okay. Uh, you couldn't find it. Remember, either. I just got off the boat. You, you so. did. <laughs> no, no. I have been in vacation mode for a week and a half. You were in Alaska, so when you got back, you were in Seattle. You said, I'm going to go up. Get my ears right on the Space Needle. Have me a good meal. Did that. Oh, that place. Saw the flying Unbelievable. Fish. Oh, you, did you get hit with one? No, didn't. That's what happened to my teeth. The guy they dropped it twice, though. <laughs> I did see him drop it twice. That's they, they threw one to me, and it's, I don't have any teeth now. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the flying fish got me, but no. Seattle's a great town. And like you said, the weather's just crazy. You got a buddy in Oregon. I said, mm-hmm. I'm going up there. I mean, no humidity, really. Probably hadn't had air conditioning all year, Stan? No, not yet. <laughs> Oh boy, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> it is nice. I was I've, I've experienced it. So I mean, come on, <laughs> forty it's... degrees at night. Oh, hey, talking they... about next week no, or this week. You know, the highs predicted to just to be in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, but, yeah. I couldn't remember right on the coast. Nice breeze yeah. blowing. Yeah. Else too, so. Oh man, <laughs> now you got me wanting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's go ahead and, and let's uh, roll into uh, it. roll off. Uh, we'll keep it with the college aspect of it because both Clemson, Carolina, Georgia, all the colleges got started their first day of football practice on Friday. Things went really well. Clemson's uh, head football coach, Dabo Sweeney, was excited in the afternoon press conference that was there. Um, basically, uh, you know, saying that he's got all the confidence in the world right now at Klubnik and, and also what uh, these uh, offensive coordinators is doing. He's saying, hey, I turned it over to him. I don't have to worry about it like I did last year. Well, I tell y'all. So. I'm telling you right now, and I, I stand I'm going to regret, you know, I, we talked about Garrett Riley. We saw what he's done at the schools he's been at. Darrell Loggins, I, I am praying that you are every bit of what Garrett Riley is. And I'm telling you something. I'm starting to like Darrell Loggins because he's like, you know, I'm a big boy. If you don't like what I'm doing, come at me. I like that attitude. Mm-hmm. If the player don't like the play call, come tell me you don't like it. Let's talk about what you want to run. Garrett Riley's the same way. He's just like his brother Lincoln, and I think that will help Klubnik more than anything you've seen. I think that will be the quarterback in the ACC that's going to make the biggest impact this year from last year. The other thing that, that Dabba was talking about, he had some of the players that were there, and they also interviewed in the press conference after practice on Friday and stuff. And um, they basically came out and said that, wow, this is a totally different offense. We're having a hard time guarding these guys, which leads you to believe that the wide receivers, who's the group that we think is going to be the group that are going to focus most on, um, is actually performing at a higher level. Well, the, the quarterback's not getting hit. <laughs> He's probably not getting chased around too much. So, uh, yeah, that won't happen yeah. for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Barry Carter was the one who mentioned all yeah. that. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, and you know, uh, and we see it. I mean, is there a better running back duo in the nation than Shipley and Moffa? I mean, uh, and how much was Shipley carried? You yeah. and Moffa playing well, as well as he yeah. has. But, Shipley's yeah. on the on the watch we list. Know, so. We know that uh, it's probably going to be a little more run oriented this year than what it has been, and that's what we said on this program. Run for four years ball. now. Run the dang ball. Run the dang ball, <laughs> But, man. no, we want to try to be somebody we're not. And uh, I think you'll see another thing. If you watch TC at all, I, I love that a style of play. And if he brings that to Clemson, look out. Um, Kendra, uh, Kendra Martin, who was the running back last year, That if, if you see Shipley in that role with the speed that kid's got, yeah. I'm telling you, man, there's going to be a lot of tackles broken up that side. He's mm-hmm. almost going to play like a slot receiver in motion. And, I mean, if that happens, with the ACC defense like it is, and I, there, there are a couple teams that are really good this year. And I do think Florida State's really good this year. I think – Norvell's done a really good job with that team. They've used the portal <laughs> for every need that he's had to have, be it quarterback. Um, I almost cried when I looked at my list right here of the Gamecocks that we've lost to them last year. Um, you know, starting with, with our tight end and then you go to some of the other guys that we lost. And, I mean, Zach Pickens and, and what was the other guy that, that went to Florida State? Bell. Yes, well, yeah, well, Jaheim Bell. Bell. And we then there's off the f- yeah. offensive line. And yeah. the defense, you had three. We have three guys there, and then we got uh, Birch at Oregon. So, I mean, but I got some right here, Stan. So, I mean, this is, this is why <laughs> Gamecock Nation is excited. Um, these are guys we got coming in. You, you ready for it right now? You want, we want to wait for it. No, go ahead. I, right. I'm wait, I, like I said, <laughs> you, you start – like I said, you start – for some reason, when you think of football, you start at a quarterback. So, we already seen what Lenore Sellers can do. I think I still think he's somewhat of a system kid. And at West Florence yeah. or wherever he was at, South, was he South at? Florence. South Florence. South Florence. I think uh, Coach Marlowe, that system fit him well. The way you'll find out is this year they have another quarterback that's like that. And his little brother's playing on that team. So, I think if that, if that quarterback turns out the same way, you're going to know his kind of system. He doesn't really suit what we need. But it's better to have him at 6'3". And guess the weight now. When he was th- when he was like two oh seven, I was like, "That's pretty he was big." What two thirty five, two forty? Yeah, <laughs> he's two twenty two. But oh, okay, <laughs> he, he's not a day that big. But um, we start with him, and then we go to Mont- Montegay Rames from Manning High School, which you know about mm-hmm. Manning. Um, he's an edge rusher. He's six five. He's two forty five. It's an edge rusher. He's J- he's a Jadavian Clowney type player, player. Uh, and we've heard about him. Um, then you got Trevin Ball on the offensive line. And this is where we needed him. Offensive line help with Zach and them leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we still got Tonkin and some of those other guys. But, you know, you got you got a guy like Ball who is in, uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, who pushes a lot of players to the University of Georgia. This is the one that Tori and Gray went in there and just snagged. And this kid said, as soon as I shook his hand, he had a firm handshake, and my daddy always said, if he's got a firm handshake or shake, he's not going to lie to you. And he said he came into my parents' house, and every one of them are Georgia fans, and they all wore the Gamecock hat. This kid, 6'4", 325, and a stud at um, one of the schools out of Atlanta that's really good. That's kind of, matter of fact, they're going to be playing St. Francis the first Friday night. The season starts on ESPN. They got a game. Sabari Sandy's a safety. From Fort Myers, Florida, 
I mean, 6'1", 201. Kelton Henderson, who's also from Fort Myers. I don't know Connor Cox, but he's also from Florida. He's 6'5", 235, <laughs> but tight end. You love the tight end, Stan yeah, Spivey. Yeah. We lost to Jaheim Bell. To me, Stan, was Jaheim Bell or was Jordan Birch? Which one was the biggest loss from this team from last year to you? I think Birch. Okay. Bell, I, I think, was too much about himself. Yeah. And that's the wrong kind of attitude to have on uh, on a team. And uh, I think Birch, you know, he's been there three years. Uh, I, I think he did his time. Uh, was I happy that he left? No. I wish he would have stayed one more year. But If he called you back because he's at Oregon because we all know about the Pac-12 demise, but is he a player you take back? <laughs> I, With the skill set he is and being kind of a local guy, I just I, that would be one reason. Well, well the thing you worried about with him, is he going to transfer a portal out Yeah. or is he going to go to the NFL? And that's well, probably he transfer, it. He transferred a portal out. So, you he's know, a, he's at another school. He'll graduate. He'll a get a degree system. from somewhere. He's in a good system then, at Oregon. Yeah, and then he'll go to the pros. And we, then we go – these are – I might have just handed it to you because you know these names better than I can say them, but I'll give it a shot. I'm not <laughs> I'm not the Tom Carroll, but Jatavia Shivers. Never heard of this kid. Six seven two ninety five offensive tackle. Um, a guy you do know, you know Elijah Caldwell from Northwestern High School, mm-hmm. wide receiver. Uh, was there last year, but he's a big name on there this mm-hmm. year. That 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 I was fitting to say Spurrier. That Beamer actually loves. Uh, well, and he'll play both roles. He'll play he wide will. receiver as well as kick return. He so. will, and that's the key. I think I think return games where he's going to be huge, man. C.J. Adams, who I thought was at Clemson, I was wrong. He committed to Georgia, touring Gray again on the same trip that he went to Fort Myers. He comes back to Georgia, and he flips K.J. Adams, a wide receiver. That one thing that we've lacked is is height a lot of times. And Alshon Jeffrey type, 6'3", 225. That's a big kid at mm-hmm. receiver, and it, and it has speeds. Cam Vaughn. I had to look it up, and make sure I spelled it right. Cam Vaughn, Sandlin, tight end, 6'4", 235. The second tight end. Yep. He's out of Colorado. No, excuse me. He's out of Anniston, Alabama, which is my dad's hometown. Uh, can't, so to steal him from Alabama or Auburn was a big steal. That's Justin Step. I was going to say, I love our, our recruiters. I'm telling you, I'll put them against anybody. Reed Mike Askai. Mike Askai. He's another tight end. 6'6", 235 from Texas. How do you recruit? The state of South Carolina, when all your recruiters are going all over the country with these guys, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm against Portland in that aspect because they're losing a lot of time going to these places, and then, then they don't come to Carolina, they leave. But Cam, like I said, Cam Upshaw, 6'2", 165, safety. Um, we got Tyshawn Russell, who's an athlete. He's a guy, like, he's 5'11". He's 165, <laughs> so that might be another return guy because he plays receiver also. This is the name to remember. Judge Collier. Judge. When they call you the judge, you also play safety. You're six two and you're one eighty five. And he he was at I had to look it up because he was at Rock Hill and I couldn't figure out where he was at. He was at Legion Collegiate. <laughs> so that was one that didn't go to, to yeah. Northwestern or Rock Hill. He went to Legion Collegiate. So imagine if Northwestern had had him. And then you end up with a guy like Jerron Willis, who is Patrick Willis's son that played in the NFL with the Bucks and with Florida State. Got flipped. He wanted to play for his dad's team. He's a linebacker, 6'2", 220. He's out of Carrollton, Georgia. So, 
That's your Gamecocks. I mean, those are the new recruits, but that's not the ones that transferred as well. No, you've these are a, the new recruits. Yeah, yeah, you've got a lot of yeah. help transfer yeah. portal wise. Like, it's going to help that yeah. offensive line. I mean, that goes along. With, well, here's what you want: the recruits like the five stars. That's what everybody focused on. Like Nicole's Harbor, <laughs> what position? Tight end receiver. Saying you think we're going we're going to run the ball and we're going to have enough tight end play this year <laughs> that we haven't been getting? I mean, seriously. Yeah. And what's that going to do for a guy like Rattler? That's going to really help a guy like Rattler yeah. to have the receivers to speed. Um, Desmond Umozula is another one of our recruits. Edge rusher, six six two forty. And oh, while we're doing this, let me go ahead and do this. His nil is one hundred ten thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> Harbors. I figure we'll be close to two mil probably, but his is only three forty six. Elijah Davis, defensive lineman out old Wagner Shadley, the Chitlin Strut Capital. Um, he's six three two oh five. So we got two edge rushers, a defensive lineman. They didn't list his money, but uh Marky Anders from out another guy from uh no, excuse me, Marky Anderson. You called his name a bunch last year at Dorman. Mm-hmm. Last three years at Dorman. Uh offensive line six three. Yes, what he's up to now, Stan? Three ten. Three ten. 310, offensive lineman. NIL, 88,000. Um, then you got Grayson Howard, linebacker from Florida, 6'2, 205, 94 grand. The win Spencer Rattler, if you want, it's 197,000. But um, Bakari Swain, who's another athlete, 8,000 NIL. He's from Utah. All right, Yuli Watson, O U L U Watson, Bababale Lud. Bobby Lude, offensive tackle. I, this might be your man, Stan, on the offensive oh. line. He's 6'5", 305 from Maryland. So, that's when it, when you hear Alibaba, that's going to be the guy right there. And uh, he's 70,000. So, I mean, this is where I'm going, Tom, and I'll leave it. After this, I'm done with my rant and my rave. When you recruit now, you have to list their NILs that they've already been awarded. And this is what the group do – you, do you remember the group that we got at Carolina that does the NILs for us at the banking firm or whatever? I don't remember the it's name. It's a law firm. but It's it, a law yeah, firm. They you're got right. a, the Garnet Trust or something like that. Dontavious yeah. Bravels a running whack. He's from Washington County, Georgia. I've seen his kid play against Lincoln in, in, in Georgia. He's he, he is a phenomenal running back. And, uh, like I said, he grades a 91. And Javon Kilmore is another safety from Georgia, Eaton in Georgia. Uh, 70,000 NIL, but like I said, that's another thing. I mean, you, when you're recruiting a player, now you got to deal with the NIL, what he's going to be getting, and that doesn't include scholarship. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not room and board books, it's, that's not included. Warm up suits, and yeah, not, well, and, and the jury, Nike's probably. And, I mean, I imagine Nike now gives them jury and stuff, so yeah. it's just not college football anymore. But like I said, if you're a game cocky like I was, and you were worried about what Coach Beamer was going to be doing. Like I said, Justin Stepp, Coach Beamer, Torin Gray, those guys have done a fantastic job. It didn't say where we're going to finish, but if we finish in the top 15, I'll be happy, and I think we will. I think we'll be in the 15. I don't think we're going to break 10 because, I mean, just with that coming out a second ago, Nick Saban's already on the phone. There's two or three guys that he ain't got yet that he's got to try to flip from somebody to try to get them in that top 300. Well, we got to see how Carolina starts. That's, that's yeah, we see key. it early. Um, with Beamer, both years he's been here, it has been a slow start. You're and right. And then yep. middle of the season, all of a sudden it picks up. So we've got to see from the get go. You know, we've got to see those wins coming in, particularly and, again that third week against Georgia. Well, that's got to be, be a difference. This will be the first time though that he's had the same quarterback to be able to start for two years in a row. Uh, you know, his first year he played, I mean, he was playing 
assistant coaches, basically, you know, at quarterback. I mean, well, like I said, Munchuck didn't leave him. He no, didn't leave him much, much there. Much but there. the one thing I look at is I look at you. You look at competitive <clears throat> records, and I, I even I hate to say this because I hope it changes this year, and it will change this year. In two years, he and Muschamp have the same win loss. <laughs> That's surprising to me that that Carolina is so behind. Shane Beamer, and they had the same record as Muschamp in two years. So, Coach, third year, you got to turn it around. I'm hearing 10-1. and one, I'm hearing 9-3. All I'm saying is if you got if, – if, if the university's got this kind of money coming in and we're, 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 it's pushed out through NILs, them, them five and eights ain't – it ain't – I mean, them eight and fives ain't good no more. If, you, if you're paying these players, I man, you, you're in there now like the NFL, competitive bargaining, you use it as a chip to recruit. Man, we got to get up there with the Georgias, and I mean, that's a game we can still win. I'm like you; it's ha- it's between the hedges, but it's a game. Carson Beck will have well, a be good at least game. competitive in. Oh, I-, I wanted to ask you if we could change the name of the Duke's Mayo Classic. <laughs> I want to call it the Duke's Mayo NIL deal because you got two of the highest paid quarterbacks against each other, and Drake May and Spencer Rattler. <laughs> Drake May is going to be probably driving a Lamborghini, and we only know that. That, that Rattler's only going to be in his $190,000 Mercedes. What do you call that thing? I know you want one. It's like a, it looks like a Range Rover, but it, I mean, it, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. That F-350, 650, so, or whatever. Like I said, it, it's sharp. And like I said, 190, maybe the, maybe Mercedes gave it to him as part of the deal. But yeah, we got North Carolina kickoff. That's what. It ain't far. It's it ain't coming far. around the corner. But uh, we've got a team just down the road. Erskine got underway, uh, their football practice as well on uh, Friday. And then uh, uh, Presbyterian as well. Presbyterian had 100 folks turn out on the field on Friday and Saturday for their first couple of practices that were there. And their coach, uh, you know, I, I love looking at the coaches and what they say about the first day of practice and what it's like. And, and when you look at, at uh, Coach Engelbert and what he had to say, he said, our first day of practice or our first day is always like Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never know what you're getting. You, you, you get to open it. the presents and see yeah. what's there. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, but 100 folks, they get turned out. They haven't had 100 folks in a couple of years uh, be part of that football team. So, and that's a problem. Just the second year. I was going to say because year. you had um, Spangler or whatever his name was the first year, and then you had my buddy Kelly, what, Kevin Kelly or something mm-hmm. like that, whatever his name was that didn't punt. You had him, uh, the gimmick coach. And, and so now you have a real football coach, um, and that's exciting. And then, like I said, one good thing that I've heard all all last two weeks out of Erskine is what a camp they put on for these kids to come in. And and it was they had I can't remember how many campers. I think they had like sixty maybe campers for that. And and you know they moved in now. They're ready. They're they're in their dorms. They're at their full house. And they helped everybody else move. Yeah, in. and that's the thing, man. I mean they. There again, that goes to a coach named Shapoid, and he's doing a good job. And he, you know, that's a tough job when you had that a football team in how many years? Yeah, ninety years. A lot of years. That, you know, I get on Beamer and all those guys <laughs> at Carolina, but ninety years restarting the program—that's like SMU when they had the death penalty, um, which I want to talk about a little bit later with Tennessee because I think they should have been really close to that death penalty with the number of. Allegations they had against them because they were about to light us up when we only had 20, 20 charges they against had us. Over 200. And they had 200, and they're still going to beat Alabama this year. So, Vol Nation, man, if you're, if you're Vol, man, bring me some of the Kool Aid, man, because I'm out. But um, it's an exciting football year, man. Like I said, it feels like we just left football season. Yeah. And now it's back. And when we get on our favorite part, 
uh, since we are a high school podcast, by the way, but um, when we get on our, our high school kicks, it's going to be fun kicking it off with you and Stan and Bill uh, when it's season time, comes around the corner, and what, Friday night? <laughs> Uh, two weeks. Two weeks away from Jamboree and then AC Flora. But uh, it's going to be an exciting time. But like I said, I just – to me, college recruiting is not the same anymore because the money aspect goes with it. And it is a recruiting tool. There's no doubt about it. And it's almost like yeah, – I want to get this guy, and you know that this guy, you know, his mom lives, you know, in the Mill Village, and he wants to help her out and the family out. And like I said, Riley Stanton, I would almost bet you – I'm just saying – if there's ever a high school player that's already got NIL money, it's Riley Stanton. That's at Gaffney now. That was a great collegiate, uh, and it—I think it was Blue Spring. Uh, Blue Spring. He played at up in Greenville. But um, like I said, go where the money's at. Because like I said, the kid at Daniel Riola, this at Georgia now, number one quarterback they brought in this year. He started in Arizona, went to Nevada. <laughs> I think he played in California one year, and then they moved him cross country, and he played somewhere down in Georgia for the one year. Yeah. Or Florida, so. Well, let me bring us back to uh, PC here because they also hired a new athletic director. Dee Nichols uh, is the new athletic director. She comes over as the deputy director over at Fresno State. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw that. Old. So, they, I mean, what does that say for the athletic program that's there? They're coming from a program that has dominated, uh, you know, football and, and as well as baseball and basketball in that area. And now she's coming over here hoping to do the same thing with PC. And we've seen PC's baseball team. <laughs> They're the real deal. They are. Um, and football is on the rise. We'll see if basketball can join them as well. So she says that she's walking into something that has already started building, and she can build on top of it. What made her claim to fame at Fresno State was she really brought the title line into play with the lady sports. Yep. And we never really talk about PC as far as ladies' athletics. And we know they're there. Uh, they just don't really get the the – the click like everybody else does. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's just uh, you know, I think it, just Lander at all the at all the sports they have, both men's and women's. Um, that's just amazing to me, and that's what she's going to bring. She's going to bring that kind of those endeavors too from Fresno State to. And think about this: we talk about recruiting tools. When you got a new athletic director just from California, <laughs> she automatically can make calls herself and say, "Hey." Didn't you play quarterback in miter day? <laughs> I mean, and, and those are tools that you take advantage yeah. of, man. It, you, you utilize what you get, and I think there again, like Erskine, she's a great hire for that position. For that position. Like, like you know, Coach Patterson, that, that's the new sports guy over there, the uh, director of sports over there. But I think it's a great hire for, for them, and I think there again, second-year coach, the fan base is ready. Bailey feels ready to feel that energy in those stands. And we know how many people they can put in that place. Because when we go yeah. to Carolina games, we got to wait sometimes. You're going to leave before they start or else you hopefully get a late run to it. Yeah, but. one of the other things you're going to see from her, too, is her ability to raise funds and improve facilities. That's going to be a, a key thing. She was part of that $8 million uh, renovations that they did over there over the last three years. And um, I'm sure she's looking at this and saying, wow, there's just as much money here as there is there. Or more. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize they had a problem with the money over there, to be honest with you, with the tuition rates the way they were. But, I, like I said, I think the sky's the limit now at PC. And I think – I remember back when the basketball team was really good and y'all carried them at Sunny. And, I mean, that's what we may be getting back to. And, like I said, another thing she can utilize is, is like, Lawrence is right there and Newberry's right there uh, for, for things going on. So, uh, 
sky's the limit for her, and I, I'm excited to see what PC can do. I mean, you know, the, you know, they've always been a, a really more. You think of PC as more of a private type school type deal, but I, I remember the football years. I'm, I definitely remember the basketball years. So I'm excited to see what she can do, especially for the ladies side of the sports. Going to be fun to watch. All right, turning our attention now towards the high school and what's going on in and around the Lakelands as of right now. we got to go down a little south down to Saluda and <laughs> give some props to uh, the middle school and also the uh, primary schools as well because uh, softball down there is a big, big deal <laughs> down in Saluda. Congrats to the softball team, particularly the Angels. They are the 10 and under team that went on to win the World Series last week. Uh, the Ponytails, we saw them win a state championship. Uh, they we're also the runner-up. Um, just, I mean, came that close to winning uh, the World Series. But how many of how many folks can say that you won a state championship and went to the World Series? Not many. At, Not many. at twelve years. 12, 11, 12 years old. Not a lot of folks can say that. Um, and then the 10 and unders, they competed very well in the event uh, over there as well. And then they had a big parade this weekend to go along with it. And all those girls are headed to Saluda High School. They yeah. are. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and how, how is Saluda going to be here in, uh, what, another three, four years? It they not, should may dominate. not take that long. Those girls may start playing <laughs> in sixth, seventh grade. Maybe yeah. you're I, well, we know that a lot of seventh graders do get called yeah. to play basketball yeah. and, and, and the guys part of it football. But uh, just a wonderful job. I think that, that – those guys have saluted a great job. I know that a, a couple of the games, I think, were on the radio over there. Mm-hmm. They they streamed it through their their feed and saluted because I know I caught the sixth inning and one of the or fifth inning and one of those games, and it was exciting. And like I said, every time you turned around, it was the ponytails and the, the eight and unders and the ten and unders. We didn't have all that when I was coming up, man. We just had might league pony league and stuff like that but <laughs> it just renamed there it again it's smart yeah. though it's smart mm-hmm. philosophy to do this kind of thing because it it does it leads for your your town your yep. city to bring up the players for your high school and i i think that's awesome a lot of fun. Congrats to them. We also have uh, – we're going to congratulate Abbeville as well. Um, they put in a valiant effort as becoming the best uh, – uh, football stadium in the state. They did. They were one of the final eight, uh, as a matter of fact, that were in there. And you go back and look. Catawba Ridge was number one, uh, the pit, and we can see that. Uh, the atmosphere down there was just phenomenal when we went to play them um, during the uh, uh, playoffs in the regular season. And then uh, the other one that challenged uh, Catawba Ridge was uh, Camden and uh, Zepp Stadium. Yep. That was there. Um, those were the ones two vying for the number one spot. But you got Clinton, Andrew, Jackson, Abbeville, Gaffney, Spring Valley, and River Bluff were all in the finals in this one. They had over 17,000 votes that got turned in in the course of that week. You know, when I, once I started going back and looking at it, it becomes now what, what was tradition for Greenwood with Coach Babb. I wonder – what if Gaffney was still in the reservation, the original reservation? Would that have gotten any merit, more merit than – because you like Catawba Ridge, and I like the setting, but I'm disappointed that they didn't build it better to start with. And, I mean, I know they probably had limited funds, but, I mean, it's just a little bit smaller than I would think it would be, and, and it's new. And I don't think – Well, that's, that's what their coach was saying uh, when you look at uh, – was it Lee Park? That's it. I think is, is the coach down there. He was saying that the sidelines are just a little too close. You feel like, you know, the, the, the crowd is right there right on top of you. You'd like to have a little more room that is in there. But, gosh, when we saw it and they had all those guys standing on that one end, the scoreboard end, it looked like a full-packed stadium. It's intimidating. There's no yeah. doubt. I mean, we felt like we were on the sidelines and we because we were a couple rows up, but – 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a great stadium, but there's a lot that can be improved on. There again, they take the, the same concept with, like, River Bluff and some of those. Um, and River Bluff's getting up there in, in what I would say age for a new school. But when, when this came out and you, you first told me about it and I went and voted, I was thinking more of the rivalry and the the historical part of the fields, and that's why I think Regal and, and even Abbeville and I, the old reservation. The new one, I mean, I don't like it as good as I like the old one, but that's just me. But I was a little disappointed, and I, I went on there, and I congratulated them at, at Catawba Ridge because they were really good hosts to us, first and foremost. And, uh, I, hey, they're getting sky's the limit for them because they're in probably the biggest booming high school or the area of the region of South Carolina that's growing faster than anywhere else in Fort Mill and Rock Hill area. So, I mean, I, all well and good, but I, I like some of the older stadiums that, that, that you had on there. And I, the ones I haven't been to yet, I made a note to go and let's check it out and see what they look like and see the historical side. I played, I, I played softball at Regal Field and, that, and where it shows it will wear you out in the outfield. Yeah, I've been to Camden, but that was back in the yeah. – Mid and late, early eighties. <laughs> last time I've been I was there, so Conway been wasn't on there because you know Conway Stadium back where well the Hemingway's built, as we'll call it, with Tonkin and the rest of that crowd. You know that stadium, it's fairly old in the stand. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I'm surprised that one wasn't on the list. But just to think, though, we were talking about we had Greenwood, where Shoals and Abbeville, so Lakelands were represented by the stadium. Well represented, but the then you, you didn't have the ones that you thought. You didn't have the Dormans or the Gaffney no, Reservation. No. I mean, they were in the early voting, but they didn't right. make the final eight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in that regard, and and then well, Spartanburg is still a little new because it's been around what about two three years with their new stadium. But uh, you got to kind of wonder a little bit what happened to the voting there. Did the word not get out in that area, or what the deal was? I think the one that surprised me was uh, Greenville yeah. with the old Furman right. Field at Serene Stadium. I mean, that was surprising. Is that the next school we see build a stadium for that on their own? You know, oh. Spartanburg did. <laughs> I don't know if Greenville has enough property around there. <laughs> I don't think they, they'd have to knock down some be, old buildings. Yeah, or something. Well, that's what I'm saying. Honest. I mean, this would be what would have to happen. Yeah. You would have to build it. It would have to be somewhere else near. Well, and, and Shireen is, what, block and a half yeah. away from the yeah. school. Yeah. Why? And they own it now. So, yeah. I mean, that's obvious by all the G's, red G's that are around there. So well, they, need, they need to just go in and do some uplifting. <laughs> no, I, but see, that's what I liked about it. But when I got there, it was, it's the only press box I've ever been in where it looks like a concession stand, and you raise the wooden door up. Well, you haven't but been you with us long enough. No, I haven't, and that's <laughs> the thing. you got to make sure you lock the thing up there. You talk about a headache, man. I'm not tall enough to reach it no way, and if it fell, it would swing over me anyway, short as I am. But those, like I said, those are the stadiums I love going into. Now, I'm not going to say nothing about aching, because I rode by it yesterday, but uh, – I like that aspect. I'd like for them to do maybe the the basketball gyms next that you go to. Who's got the best basketball gyms in the state? And I, I think that'll be a fun one to do in baseball. I think the state was trying to get ready for football season, so they yeah. brought up that contest. I'll give oh, them A-plus yeah, sport. I do, too. They did a great job. By the way, uh, the pit for uh, Catawba Ridge, 11 million was built in 2019. So despite the fact that they've only been around – Four years. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's phenomenal metal, that they get rated the number one. I just, metal bleach for me for brand new stadiums is not what I was expecting. I, mean, I don't know what I was expecting. But uh, like I said, they there's plenty of room to improve because think about they can go straight up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they oh, yeah. can go straight up. I mean, they got the football field there and they've got plenty of – they got to give it a room on the, on the business well, side. Well, the seat's 5,000 and mm -hmm. standing room only adds another 500. So you're, you're looking at, at – Getting 5,500 into that state. It's still kind of tight yeah. in that area. But 
look at there in this a booming area. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The money's there. Yeah. <laughs> if they if they're smart up that way, they'll try to help poor Northwestern out. But yeah. that's who needs to beg a little bit for some cash flow. But to get that, what do you call that one? District what state five stadium or whatever? District five stadium. District three stadium. Three. Rock Hill. Yeah. So I that mean, one needs a lot of help. It needs, it needs, some it needs a lot it needs of work. uplifting. Yeah, and I wasn't impressed. There, as much no, as they talk about that stadium, and it didn't, it didn't even make the the cut for the semis. So. Yeah. That was in there. But um, taking a look at scrimmages, we've got a lot of scrimmages that are going on in and around our area, particularly tonight. Uh, a matter of fact, Greenwood is going to be on the road. They're going up to Belton Honeypath. They're going to be taking on Seneca tonight. Uh, I think 530 is when that all gets underway. Um, be cautious. We're looking at some rain that's going to be you know, in that area. Some heavy storms may be moving through as well as here because Emerald, Emerald's got a huge scrimmage that's going to be going on. they got Fox Creek, Crescent, Liberty all coming in. Tickets are eight dollars uh you can purchase them at gofan or cash at the gate don't bring the card you can get cash at the gate uh to go along with that as well so it's so a couple of big areas that are going to be involved with that i mean like i said the weather's going to be what you worry about this time of year yeah, this time of year. Uh, like like i said a lot of people were disappointed that, that the that's what i was going to ask y'all because I, I i just knew it got canceled the apple jam got moved to emerald mm-hmm. the reason to move it was for what reason Construction around Abbeville. Okay. Yeah, I, they just didn't have the parking. And there I knew was a it wasn't because of rain. But no, it wasn't. So, I mean, like I said, that, you know, the first January of the year, everybody's excited to go. So, don't forget, Green yeah. one's coming up next. So, the be rains, ready for the that. Rains, so. The rain. <laughs> the forecast like for this afternoon is awful. So. And we're hoping Friday with the Jamboree at Greenwood, yeah. is gonna fingers crossed yeah. that it's going to be there because Greenwood's going to be taking on 96, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then you got Emerald taking on Abbeville. And I'm told – and I haven't seen this as of yet, and I needed to confirm it, uh, and I'll probably do that tomorrow with Coach, is McCormick taking on Dixie okay. um, is maybe the third game that's in that, but I'm not positive on that. I'll have to, I'll have to double-check. So that's Newberry's what people are telling me. Newberry's not in Okay. It. No. I no. was thinking I saw where they were actually in the Jamboree. That was the old school team that we used to play when the Jamborees were around when I was yeah, in they've school. been around for a while. Yeah. And we got all kinds of scrimmages that are going on. Uh, the swim team, Emerald and Greenwood High, they've got a, a scrimmage that's going on today as well, um, after school that's going to be happening. Tennis has got a scrimmage against Lawrence that's going to be happening. Um, you look at uh, – who am I looking at? Cross country. They've got the uh, FCA cross country thing that's going to be going on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be huge when huge. you look at that because yeah. it's $5 an athlete to get in. And that's probably the cheapest you're going to have during the high school season to go along with that. And uh, that's going to be out at Connie Maxwell, which is a great place oh, to run is. early in the morning. It's going to be nice and cool. Uh, matter of fact, that fun run begins about 9, 10 in the morning. So, uh Saying you better you be at home. Be too bad. <laughs> you might not be able to get to your house if they run through your yeah, neighborhood. So a lot going on in and around the Lakelands as the schools start back up. We're starting to see things get back to normal uh, a little bit. But football season, as you said, is officially here. And with that, uh, we also find out who is going to be in the Greenwood High uh, 2023 Hall of Fame class. Yep. Uh, in all of us. Uh, looking forward to this. We know it's not going to be Art Youngblood as much as he wants to be <laughs> involved in that. Um, I'll push for you, Art. You know, he, <laughs> Art was a good athlete, but he, he got in a lot of trouble with Pinky Bad, both on the field and uh, in baseball as well. Even so. more reason, though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> even more reason. But we got some great guys that are going to be, and gals that are going to be in, in, uh, involved in this. Tamarius Coates, who we got to see play, um, he is going to be uh, one of the ones in. Uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Sheila Rhodes. Um, coach. Yeah, the coach. Uh, that's huge with her basketball as well. Uh, Chandler Reardon, 
with football. We've seen him play. You Great got you got Kenneth Riley, football, track and field uh, there. Jad Dean for football, finally. My favorite figure. Finally uh, <laughs> able to, to get into the uh, Greenwood Hall of Fame. And then Matt McManus uh, also among the uh, inductees. And how big is that with Matt getting in? Is she, you know what's weird for me? I am getting old, brother, because I can remember when Jad Dean came for Greenwood. <laughs> so we are, we well, are getting I can too. But uh, this, yeah. that's a really great class. And like I said, I cannot wait to hear Jad Dean with his little induction speech because, like I said, when he was at Touchdown Club last year, he brought the house down. He had some funny stories, and he's going to continue that. Like I said, the only name I really didn't know was Riley, Ken Riley. Um, and I don't remember the year. I saw, I saw the year, but I don't remember the year that he played. I remember track and field and football, but I don't remember. Was it 70s, Stan, or was it 60s? Uh, I'm not sure. Cause I, I, like I said, I saw it, but I don't remember which uh, one it was. But that's a big honor. Art, we're going to push for you next year. All time, can I? Yeah, Art may make the Emerald Hall of Fame before he makes the Greenwood Hall of Fame, to tell <laughs> you the truth. Hall of Fame. He deserves uh, something, he, man. He, he does. Des- I think he deserves to get into the Emerald Hall of Fame as the first sportscaster that they had for the uh, uh, Emerald Viking football team. Art Young, I'm going to push you to get in because you created the Tom Carroll. <laughs> so, uh, and if, if he's got a D in front of it, I, you know, he's never called you the Art Young, but um, like I said, uh, y'all, I, I – can remember y'all's play-by-play in, in color and stuff. And I tell you, that was inspiring. But like I said, you deserve it. Either one, I don't think he cares you know, which I th- one I first, think he but. deserves getting in getting in there. And I'm going to have to – I'll have to get with uh, with Tanya and see if we can make that happen. Tanya, they're going to need an ATM machine in the gate this year, too, for people <laughs> that don't have cash. <laughs> I can already see that with the cash coming back, which I'm so happy to see it coming back because a lot of your – the older people, they're not going to get on there and find, try to find no ticket and no bargain. They'll just stay at home. Yeah. But uh, I think it's great. But like I said, we still need – you said we had some swimming meets today. We still need a pool, Mayor. Still need a, he's need a pool, that. Mayor. And like I said, I had a dream the other night, and then Will Banks had new pickleball, and they had a big pool in there with a diving well. And so it's on my mind, so I'm going to continue to say, Mayor, <laughs> this town needs stuff. <laughs> Other than hey, other than tennis you, courts, you put right. it in Troy, they will come. So there you, oh, go. There you go. We got the park to go behind we it. Go we got it. land, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. But I'm I'm out of the teams that are scrimmaging today. Of course, I'm interested in what's going on with Greenwood High, and and I'm going to be following that along. But I'm also interested in seeing what's going to happen with Emerald. Um, you know, they lost some great guys on the offensive yeah. side that also played defense as well. But they're bringing back some good ones as well. Key Holloway back for his second year. Uh, in that regard, you got Jordan Green and Carson Wright at wide receiver, A.J. Anderson at running back. We'll see uh, if he can build on what Jalen Foster had taught him uh, what to do. Um, you got Katie Abney at linebacker. She's have a huge season this year. Also, Kendrick Morgan at corner. And you got Ellie Shaw at linebacker to go along with all that. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch these guys come in. And who's going to step up? Who's going to be the next one that are going to step up on that offense and defensive line? Because you know Tad DeBose has always had good line play. And he he, he hasn't mentioned anything yet that I have seen, but when I get a chance to talk with him next week, we'll find out. But we'll also find out tonight, uh, 6 o'clock, when they do start uh, that scrimmage, exactly how that offensive-defensive line matches up right now. That's when you'll see him smile, and that's when you might, actually, if you can hear your lips moving, don't be showing out too much. I'm saving you for later, buddy. <laughs> but uh, I, I tell you the one thing I think about, I think about Coach Ruggs all the time because, you know, he, he was on there just thinking his players – that, that have graduated moved on but just you know he, he deals with receivers and those guys that you name but to me Anderson and Key Holloway are the two big guys because this is the first time in how many years that, that well Key Holloway played quarterback a little bit last year too but this is the first time they've had a returning quarterback mm-hmm. 
to go along with with their offensive coordinator, who's in his second year, I think, or third year. So uh, it's exciting times. But when I think of Tad Boot, I think of defense. I mean, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think of their defense. But and we've already talked about it. The region they play in is maybe the toughest. Yeah. Three may be tougher than two now. Now, if you would take some of these easy two A teams that are playing and you throw them in three. They, you wouldn't talk about five and four anymore, Stan. We get we wouldn't get talked about. Yeah. But to me, the scrimmage today is, and you didn't mention it because it's CSRA, but it's Gilbert and Strom Thurmond. I want to see what Coach Webb can do. We saw a little bit last year playoffs with yeah. Strom Thurmond. The quarterback's back. They picked up a couple of players from across the border. We got the big one from Aiken. That's uh, the running back. That's going to be a huge advantage for them. They, they got nose, yeah, they got a nose tackle from Lakeside who I still hear that they're griping about that one and how they pulled that one off. But there again, that's recruiting. So we don't need to talk about that in high school. But, uh, Coach, what I, I like the style of play that he brought to Strom Thurman. It changes a lot of the dynamic of what I think of back in the day. Um, and I think they're going to be pretty good, and they're going against a really good, you know, Gilbert Indians football team that, that really I'm almost waiting to see go four to be four eight. They're almost four eight. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do this next. They're, they're, the next realignment period could be a big yeah. – that's one thing we can already look yeah. at and talk about after we get through the season because you're going to already have petitions being done. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see which region – Gilbert goes into. Oh yeah. Do they go in there with oh, they Augusta, go. North Augusta, you know, uh Midland Valley, or do they go more toward the Lexington I, Well you know area. Minutes there, of course. Yeah. He was he's in that area. He's over the uh Lexington one or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's where you'll see him go. The thing is Lexington five or four? Five. They're five. I think. Lexington is a five ace. Okay. So that's they, where they, Curtis they're, went. Yeah, they're going to be with your uh, middle. I mean, uh, Brooklyn Casey's airports. Uh, who else is in that one in the foray? Spring Valley or Lee Five? Spring Valley. I don't Spring know Valley. that area as good as yeah. y'all do, but um, it'll. Be, I, if you want to build CSRA up, that wouldn't be a bad move to push them down toward. Midland Valley, North Augusta, yeah. and Aiken, they, they, they and wouldn't South mind Aiken. because they are in that group with Dutch Fork yeah. and and that crowd. So, yeah. I. I, and I'm telling you right now, I've seen them play several games. At, at, they call theirs the little reservation, but which I think is cool. Um, but <laughs> I, I think they can play. But I mean, you tell those guys that they're going to play a five; they don't care. Yeah, you know. And that's where Chad Leopard, you know, was originally from. And I mean, he built a really good program there. And I just think they're going to have a really good football team. Um, like I said. I never heard about the Jamborees from Saturday night. Well, actually, they're coming up Saturday. So, we kind of hope for rain on Saturday or Friday night so we can catch <laughs> not, a, couple, a couple of those. But, not in our area. But, you but know, we areas. normally have – you remember the first game with South Aiken, what, a couple of years ago was, you know, we got to go see some scrimmages after that. But, um, like I say, yeah, we don't want rain because if it rains, more than likely it's going to get canceled, especially with the, the heat the way it is. I have looked at the forecast. But, uh, did you, I mean, we've talked about football for a while now. It's here. 
I mean, it is. We're going to start to, uh, interviewing some coaches, getting those to you over the next uh, week and a half here to go along with all that. We got a special guest coming in, moving the chains, going to be joining us this yeah. Thursday. Yeah. So Can't we'll get to ask them a, a little bit about <laughs> how they work things out and how they got started there. And then what, their third year, second or third year? Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, Jarrell does a really good job, and John and those guys, and Kevin Harris, who's who I'm communicating Yeah. Matter of fact, they start with. their Skiza 1A, 2A previews tonight, 7 o'clock on moving the chains. You can catch them on Facebook and catch all of that action as well. Man, they, they pretty guys. They on they on they actually live on your screen. They're not like me and you, the uglies that oh. they put just on radio. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Thomas and those guys. I know how to do the sound portion. I get into video, and I got a face for radio. So. Yeah, that's us. That's us. Now we get B right on TV. We have to go to TV, but uh, <laughs> uh, but like I said, uh, and, and matter of fact, B right looks like Jarrell right off the bat. Anyway, he so. got a haircut as well. Looks good. He does. Yeah, he and he, he will continue to keep him as our Clemson football reporter now. Uh, uh, once we get rid of uh, coach at basketball up there, then then B Rack can become our, our <laughs> speaking player of which. There, before but. we go, um, want to make mention of the uh, South Carolina basketball team yeah. who's down in the Bahamas, and golly, they are yeah. just dominating. dominating. I uh, I was scared to put what I put on our page today when I shared that on there, but um, I can't remember a boys team shooting seventeen threes in a game. I, I, like I said, I put on there it's lesser competition. Yeah. But you got to make the shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you wish it was March and this was going on right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what does that say about there was two? There was three issues that I that I want to see that that Lamont Paris had at the end of the season. Free throw was one. Three pointers, higher percentage shots was two, and interior rebounding. And they also, I think, they had like forty rebounds, Something twenty like offense, that. and twenty defense. Uh, and again, it's a lesser opponent down there, but you know those are the tournament games that make you better. You know, I mean, not tournament games, but scrimmage games that make you better. You see Dawn and those do that a lot of times. But uh, when I saw eighteen threes, I thought it was a misprint. <laughs> I had to go back and look at ESPN to see if it was really right, and it was. Yeah, and I'm going to have to start giving Amanda Butler her dues because <laughs> she picked up another five star to go along with the one that she's already got. So um, they're going to start winning some games here, and I'm going to have to make uh, eat some crow and. and and give her her dues where they're due. So I never thought her she's, detox. She's actually that, doing better now in these last two, three years than she did in the first two years that she started, and particularly well better than she did in Florida. She's still a good coach. I, I, I think that was the concept coming from Florida to the ACC, and get, having to get used to that league because ACC women's basketball is pretty tough. Coach Butler, I'm going to tell you one thing. If I was a coach up at Clemson, whoever's leaving Carolina, go get them. <laughs> you got the portal now. You know, we've lost two more to Tennessee, and, and this girl's that's just not getting playing time, and there's two you let out of the state that you could have had that would have made your team 100% better. Yep, and Don's doing what Don does. So, matter of fact, yep. they're looking at more NIL deals to go along uh, with it. But we're not going down that road no, again. No, no, and, and look, <laughs> they, they handle that better. And I'm hoping, like I said, congrats yeah. to Sam Pickney. You work your butt off. You got a family now. Those guys deserve it, man. And like I said, once Coastal will be maybe the group and the, the ones that make it across the board where everybody gets a little piece of the pie. Uh, I just hope that Spencer's taking the offensive line around at least to get something to eat. That's all I'm saying. If you're going to have that car, let them ride in the front seat. Just don't let them drive. Lend it out. Lend it out. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's football season. We love it. And we'll be back on Thursday to talk a little more with some of the, the bigger guys. All right. That's yep. the coach, Dan Spivey. I'm Tom Carroll along with Chris Cox. And we are the Lakeland Sports Guys. See you on Thursday. Thank you.